And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Bonnell. On today's show, we talk to Lucy Smith about autism and trans youth. Plus, an exclusive, the Bristol team are here to announce some of this year's lineup. And the award ceremony is coming up live right after this show. This is Shout Out. And this is what? This is what, what? You you said coming up right after the show, this is shout out. Shout out. You you, you just don't know what a T is, do you? Which is ironic for somebody who's trans, really. What can can I say? What can I say? Attack the T. I'm I'm touched you remembered. (laughs) So, anyway, are we all excited? Very. We've got to get on the TARDIS straight after the show and whip ourselves over to the OMA. Yes. Yeah, I had to think OMA then. Yeah, yeah. Old Market Assembly, yeah. yeah that's where yes, we're yes. going to be, isn't it? In yes. an hour's time? Yes, it's been a long day. Come on, it's been a very long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, time re- travel. Region, yeah. So, but, and of course, uh, today we're, we're talking to Pride as well. We're going to find out uh, a little bit more about what, what to expect this summer. It seems like miles off at the moment, doesn't it? Because it's like cold in February and awards time and, and the like. It's weird to think in a few months' time we'll be baking in the heat. Yeah, but after hopefully uh, after tonight we'll be planning for the prize, won't we? Well, yes, true. That's the yes, next thing true. we've got to plan yes. for. And I think before Bristol Pride, actually, we've got UK Pride, which is yeah. um, Western Superman Super on yeah. the beach, is it? Mm, I think so. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how the equipment copes with sand. I was going to say sand <laughs> gets everywhere, doesn't it? it? Does, yes, <laughs> every crevice. Depends what you're doing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just your feet if you're standing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, um, come down and join us. Um, uh, tickets are no longer on sale uh, online anymore, um, but hopefully there'll be some on the door um, that you can come and get. Come, come join the, the celebration starting I've, at eight o'clock. But the I've door, got doors a are few. Open I've got a few in my back pocket that I'll be selling for about ninety-nine oh, really? pound ninety-nine <laughs> each. Uh, 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 <laughs> Dodgy tickets. Uh, be, yeah, I'll be stood. Proprietor, step by. I'll be stood in the middle of the bus lane on Old Market Street. <laughs> Does that not get you a ban? <laughs> a ban? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to ban you for selling no, Dutch tickets. Yeah, I got my gold six-inch stilettos ready. Marvellous. So, well, yeah. it's going to be a glitzy, glamoury type it of It is, affair, well, you know? I can't beat your seven-inch stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a bit more than seven inches, personally. Really? <laughs> okay. But is it cool? Maybe taller than you. Really? What, even in seven-inch high heels? You reckon that you'd still be taller? Well, I don't know. Should, 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 we, should we try to find out? It's, uh, uh, doesn't work for radio, Andy. No. No. Just letting it no, out. No, no, but we're, we're going to be on the stage. Yeah, tonight. we'll manage to tell. You're going to have to see each other. Yeah. Get no, it right. Work with yeah. him again for another... Oh, three hours in one day. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but no, do, do come join it. It's going to be great because we're going to be giving away some um, awards to some of the most amazing people uh, you'll ever meet. So, um, and that includes all of our finalists as well because it's it's j- just getting into the finals is is an amazing achievement. It's been it's been really diverse this year. And really, the headline really nice. in the newspapers the next morning will be Steph wears a dress. Ooh. I know, right? Yeah. First time in a couple of years. In fact, the last month's dress was the last award. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah no i've got um I, i've got some like gold waistcoat and gold lamang oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, swish. i've been stroking you all night so it's kind of nice these days to have an excuse to dress up isn't it because we, we all got so used to covid and being stuck indoors and the like and then of course office policies all relaxed a lot mm. and pajama um, bottoms yeah. and dress shirt on top yeah some of us dress up all the time now at home so, do you? Uh, oh, yeah. Are you dressed up now? This is this is dressing down. Oh, yeah, but you have to dress up. The people you've got under your stairs. Absolutely, they demand. Yeah, lots yeah. of things. That yeah. I Can you give on. us a list of just some of the names you've got under the stairs? Oh, who's who's under there this week? I can't yeah. remember. You can. Okay, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Blazing Squad, Tom Daly. Can't remember who else in my deranged mind <laughs> lives with me in my great gothic mansion. So all you hear is the knitting, the knitting going on. Yeah, he's knitting, isn't he? He was in Cosmopolitan last yeah. year, doing a great feature on knitting. Yeah. They were saying that it's really good for your mental health. I bet it is, actually. Very therapeutic, yeah. in all seriousness. My nan yeah. used to crochet. Um, so did mine. Yes. Oh my God. And that's a very we got some of common. common. Right. Okay. Got some big <laughs> <We're> re- <laughs> we must be related. I can see what's going to come in the next side of the wars, isn't it? So, who can crochet the best? <laughs> How gay would that be? Well, we'll be so. still on stage. I'll be crocheting. You'll be knitting. Yeah. Anyway, um, stay with us. In a minute, we're going to be talking to the lovely Lucy Smith about autism and trans youth. So, um, yeah. stay with us. She listen. Shout out. The Shout Out Podcast. Savage Garden and uh, Affirmation. Oh, I like Savage Garden. They're their first album they recorded in their bedroom, believe it or not. Mm. You like yeah. anything savage, though, don't you? Oh, yeah, true. I've got to, to do a radio show with you, Riz. <laughs> wow. You must have been so oppressed over the last two weeks and I wasn't been here. terrible. Yeah. Well, it, was a, it was a couple of weeks ago. Who did you throw the abuse at when I wasn't here? Oh, I didn't. We got them so many, didn't we, Terry? It was wonderful. Ah, OK. So yeah. you just let it build yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you take notes? Yeah. OK. Totally. Yeah. Good. 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 OK. Should we chat to our guest? <laughs> I was waiting for you to be... You just sat there, poor love. It's like, hello, Lucy, how are you? Hello, hello. Lucy Smith is back. How long ago is it, Lucy, that you were last here? Got to be... I reckon it was about 18 years? months. 18 months? I reckon. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, you run... and Well, you started the Curly Hair Project, didn't yes. you? Now... I've dragged you in because you were passing on the street and I just hooked you in. Literally. <laughs> and you call me savage. <laughs> no, anything for radio. Um, is to do with the Telegraph front page. You know they're obsessed with 0.02% of the population currently, as are the Daily Mail. Um, now, what they mentioned was that the Tavistock are guilty of missing what turns out to be, and their figures, over 98% of trans youth had autism and, well, were on the scale mm-hmm. of autism. And that tended to be ignored by the Tavistock. Now, you've done a lot of work with the link between gender dysphoria and autism. Yes. So, um, 
I've been working at the Curly Hair Project for about five years now. And the Curly Hair Project is an organisation that we focus on autism. And so we provide training and support around around um, different aspects of life that will be related to autism. And one of those topics is gender identity and gender dysphoria. And I began researching and um, talking about and providing training around gender dysphoria and autism about three years ago. Um, and the links between gender dysphoria and autism, back when I first started doing this research about three and a half years ago, the links weren't fully formed, but there was stuff out there. And, and when you look at the research material, and some of it is quite old, there are links between gender, identity and autism. And there will be a number of reasons for, for that. And one of the things that you may find is that it can be difficult to peel back the layers and identify whether somebody feels dysphoric because they're autistic and so there's a whole world of things going on with them around things like their identity and their sense of self, around understanding their emotions, around managing and coping with change. And when you think about puberty and going through puberty, our bodies change. We don't like that sometimes. And as an autistic young person, you might find that that, that experience may be quite distressing. Um, and those links between those links between autism and, and gender identity can overlap. And we use the term intersectionality. So I use that term quite, quite often in terms of recognising whether somebody's dysphoria might be down to being autistic and, and a, a whole range of different things or down to gender dysphoria. That article and, and that, that statement of saying that the, the Gender Identity Service, Tavistock, were guilty of not recognising and not doing anything about autism or, or those clients or those, those patients that were coming through who are autistic and gender dysphoric. Here's the thing. Over the past decade, few decades, people will have disregarded autism and said it's too difficult to deal with. So let's just, let's just put that to one side and let's not think about that. Psychologists, clinicians won't have been recognising perhaps it, and, and should have been recognising particularly autism in females, which for many years has been on a, uh, flying under the radar. Lots of girls who are autistic will fly under the radar and so you won't necessarily realise that they might be autistic because they mask very well. And so that whole element of bringing together autism and gender dysphoria, it can be difficult for professionals to recognise the difference or the, even the connections mm. between the two. Could that be confused with puberty? It can mm. be, yeah. yes. So as you're going through puberty, our, our bodies are raging. Mm. We're confused as heck in puberty. Yeah. And those changes and those physical changes, the hormonal changes, the changes in our body, the seeing a difference in going from being a, a child to, to an adult, it's, it's not pleasant for anyone. Mm -hmm. Nobody, tell me one person who enjoyed puberty in this room. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Indeed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so there can be things that get misrepresented or um, misunderstood in particular. 
and and I will say I think so since since beginning this journey myself around around um, looking at the connections between gender and, and autism, I would say that much more evidence, much more understanding is coming to light, and particularly a lot more understanding around females and autism, and that probably has come to light at the Tavistock. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's for trans trans men trans boys trans boys okay and trans females okay it, it, autism in itself presents in different ways in different mm. with, with different and people. of course there's such a scale isn't there because everyone is unique yes yeah. yes and um the journey that you go through particularly the in those younger years is confusing there wasn't enough information out there there is a lot more information out mm. there now. There is a lot more understanding, a lot more awareness. And on a personal note, my family, we now are, yay, after a four-year wait, um, we're now with the Gender Identity Service. Yeah, excellent news, but, but what, four years, what a wait. Yeah, yeah. what a wait mm. with a, a teenager who is autistic, mm. who has been through all those things I've just talked about. Mm. Uh, and quite, quite simply has almost had to work it out themselves. Unfortunately, they've got parents who can understand, who have tried to work through this, but not everybody's in that position. Not everybody's got that level of understanding and, and, and depth of, of awareness. Mm-hmm. So moving on to back to the, the Telegraph, mm-hmm. do you think that figure is, is a real figure or do you think that's... Well, it's journalism. And let's say we can use a statistic in any way that we can try mm. and use it. I would say my gut instinct, and I can't, I can't say yes or no factually, mm. but my gut instinct is that they could very well be right. Mm. Um, They've obviously got that figure from somewhere. I just, yeah. I, I just wanted to know from your experience and, and you're ex- looking into the subject. Um, whether you would say that that was close to the mark. My experience is is that many young people who are exploring gender identity, exploring uh, and experiencing dysphoria, may well be neurodivergent. Okay. And uh, and there are there are Mm. very much I see a correlation between the two. Are we saying that this blows a complete hole in the social media? thing of where um people who've got who say um i've got gender dysphoria and you've got the gender critical bunch who say it's all down to social media now and it's it's catching and it's contagious i cannot agree with that and one of the reasons on a personal level my teenager gave up their mobile phone 18 months ago and said i'm not interested in social media Mm. i don't want to be on it i don't want to see it Mm. He still experiences gender dysphoria. So, what? Well, tell me. Yeah, exactly. Explain to me yeah, yeah. how how that could be. Yeah. So, I guess now with the Telegraph putting that on the front page, they changed their minds about it being social media. So they now say, "Oh, everyone who says they're gender dysphoric is actually autistic." Sadly, that will probably become the the, the, the um, narrative. Mm. Um, but actually that may very well help some people because recognising and understanding that you're neurodivergent or autistic Absolutely. actually can empower you to go, yeah. oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Oh, okay, I feel like that. That does, that, that, that rings bells. You know, that, that allows me to understand who I am. Mm. 
and and up until more recently the narrative and the the um the story be the narrative behind autism in particular is a medical model of diagnosis and we have to fix people who are autistic and oh you know you you think of traditional stereotypes but more and more recently and i'd probably say in the last 18 months to two years that narrative is changing Mm. and people are much more positive about Mm. autism and and neurodivergence Mm. so what you're saying now is we shouldn't try and cure autism we should accept it in society and that everyone is different and that that scale is so wide most of us are probably on the scale somewhere i can't go on that i can't agree with that one I absolutely can't I'm agree with that one. Just putting it out there for you to yep. come back with. Yes. Oh dear. Um, so that's a bit like saying everybody that's got a cough has got tonsillitis. Okay. So a little bit. So we're oh, not, not all on the spectrum. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we may have traits mm. that may appear to be autistic in in some ways, but traits. But being autistic is a is a very distinct and a very mm. um, personal experience for those people who so are. So, what percentage of the population at large, taking away gender dysphoria, yep. what percentage of the population have some form of? Um, autism? You're going to ask me to do numbers, and I'm rubbish at numbers. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. Oh my goodness! Right. So, um, statistics again in numbers. Okay, approximately in the UK, around about seven hundred thousand people are diagnosed autistic okay. and recognised to be autistic. However. There are a bunch of people out here and out there that are autistic and don't recognise it, don't Mm. know it, have never explored it, or they think they might be, but they're not diagnosed, they're not on a statistic, they're not on a, they're not captured by the NHS anywhere. Mm. So there's probably a lot more than 700,000 people in the UK who are autistic. Yeah. 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 Lucy Smith. Thank you so much for dropping by Thank and you. setting us straight on that link between <laughs> autism and trans youth. But it's an eye-opener, isn't it? Um, it is. It is. And, and for me, I live in that bubble and I, I work and talk about neurodiversity all day long. And gender identity and gender dysphoria mm. for me is, is all part and parcel of my life. Mm. So it's something that's big for me but not everybody will see and make those connections in the way that I do. Okay. No, but it's nice to get your, get, you yeah. know, hear, hear it from you, because, you know, one of the things that we try and do is make sure people can be listening and not know by hearing about it means yes. they might suddenly think, oh, actually. It's enlightening. You know, Honestly, and, and then, it's incredibly empowering to, to think, oh, actually, there could be another side to my personality. Think of yourself like an onion. Lots of layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in there. Yeah, I saw Shrek as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if people want to swing your way towards the website... If you want to swing my way, look up inclusivechange.co.uk and you'll find about what I do, but also the girl with the curly hair will be in there too. Okay, excellent. Lucy, thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely to have you on again. The Shout Out Podcast. (laughs) Did I just catch you out there, Alan? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So I haven't heard that one in so long. I was just perusing through my music collection I thought oh, I used to love this when I was uh, at college believe it or not but you so, don't know I, I still like it now yeah and ju- judging by the dancing I think you two do you as well don't you yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah was I remember one so. from um, yeah my college days <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Reach Up by uh, Pig in a Bag um, uh, no it's Reach Up Pig in a Bag by Perfecto All Stars I'll get it right so. 
Anyway, um, a very warm welcome to uh, Darren and Alid. It's lovely to have you back on the show. It's been Hi. so long since we've seen you, isn't it? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while for me. Yeah, it has been a while for you, actually, yeah. It has been a while for me. Yeah, but we can't afford you. You're too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm real cheap. I heard that as well. <laughs> Very I cheap. didn't believe it though. Oh no, it's true. It is true. okay. Yeah, most things you hear about me are true. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. We won't say that on. The, we, oh no, we, we don't won't need to exaggerate on air. No, we don't need no. to discuss that. It brings up this grinder. <laughs> <laughs> what? It brings up his grinder. <laughs> not, not whilst on interview, please. <laughs> <laughs> My DMs are open there. <laughs> So anyway, it seems like like when it's like freezing cold outside, like it is at the moment. I mean, obviously for you, you're always thinking pride like nonstop, twenty four seven, aren't you? But for most people, right now, it's like so far from their mind because it seems so far away. But you, we've had some sunny days, and I think that's really prompted people to think about pride. Mm. Like my emails have been through the roof. It's been busier than Alice Grinder. <laughs> like, all the, ping, all the pings I've been getting. Hang on a minute, um, Darren. You keep tabs on Alid's grinder? Well, you know, you've got to keep an eye on these things. Yeah. <laughs> the look um, on Alid's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a soft no, face. It's, it's been so lovely to have some sunny days and really kind of that, put, I think that's put pride in people's mind. Everyone's thinking ahead to the summer. But yeah, of course, we're thinking about it all the time. Like, yeah. I, I was booking people back in the, you know, the darkest depths of... Uh, November. November. For yeah. me, yeah. I think my life... <laughs> Like, yeah, November, I've been... Yeah, it's but is, been it, is it because, like, because there's so many prides now and so many events going on, is it a case of if you're not planning that far in advance, it actually gets quite difficult to be doing it later on, I would assume? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I so. I, 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 yeah for me, I think, uh, it does become more difficult because at every pride, there has to be drag in some form. So people are always scowling. And, like, I know that there's like three prides that happen on the same date as Bristol. So like if I don't get in there first, I know at least one other pride is going to ask them. So I try and get in there. I first. mean we're, we're going to be biased and so they should do Bristol because it's the best, you know. It's well, you know. All Does prides that mean, are bad. We can say that. <laughs> Does yeah. that mean as soon as pride is finished this year you're on to the next one and pretty much if not because before. like pride happens in July but that's not the end of the pride calendar is there. So like I go to at least Brighton and Manchester every year as well. I perform at Brighton and then I go to Manchester as my like civ like my civvy pride my government pride where there's like no drag involved and mm. it's just my normal self. So even there I'm looking and I'm seeing if there's an act that I haven't seen before that I can then accost as they're coming off the stage in one of their (laughs) venues and be like... Kind of like talent I No, it it is. And it's finding out who's hot and who's in vogue right now within the cabaret scene. And because the cabaret scene has exploded, it's always ever-changing. So, like, I'm always trying to be, like, on top of who is the buzz right now Mm. outside of RuPaul land um that i can then speak to and be like by the way i'm allied if you see a dm from me answer it because it could be a booking so how successful have you been then for this year's pride well everybody that i asked said yes first time oh <laughs> wow we're well, not on about your grinder mind <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't grinder that was pride booking uh yeah no so cabaret stage i have my like gold list and then i have like various alt like alternates like first alternate third alternate fourth alternate as if i'm running some sort of pageant um 
And if for any reason <laughs> the winner can't fulfil her duties, can you please take place? No, it's not quite like that. But um, yeah, I have my first choice. Okay. And so, luckily uh, this year, all of my first choice said yes. Uh, so uh, before, we, how many stages are we this year? How many stages? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's so, a lot more this last year, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, don't know. We, we kept it to the five stages that we introduced last year. So we've got the main stage, the cabaret stage. Um, we've got the circus tent with a, with a stage in there, um, which is really exciting. And then we, we last year we worked with House of Savlon to bring the Get Queered stage. Um, so they'll be back um, this year. And then we've got the, the dance performance stage as well. So, yeah, really it, it busy was really, stage. And, and it was really nice to see such a diverse set of things that you could walk around and see as well yeah. it, it was literally something for everyone pretty much oh yeah and then obviously on top of that then we've got the, the kind of different areas so like the youth area the family area there's so much going on and i think that's what i'm really proud of about bristol is that you know of course you're coming to see the cabaret stage and the main stage and um cabaret stage cabaret stage again <laughs> um we, we get to do we get to do all of this this week and then next time it's all about me um uh, but yeah but there's also other things you can go and do and you can take a break and 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 do other activities and then come back to it so Any, yeah. anything new coming this year anything new mm, i mean yeah it's always we're always innovating so I was there's always say, new there's stuff normally something coming new every through. year yeah, there, there, there is some new stuff, yeah. We're not ready to talk about it yet, but there is, there is some new stuff, actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being flown in on a helicopter like Diana Ross at the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I, I'm waiting, no, I'm I'm waiting for the day you do the Priscilla Queen of the Desert on, a, on the coach. with the. So out, I've said that I want to go on a voy. Oh, and really? <laughs> like in full drag with like just like wrapped in tinfoil and then just zoom down Old Market. Yeah. Um, but uh, like that will probably be like when she retires because I may die. So like <laughs> I'll just <laughs> so that's on the burner. Yeah. Well, we could lash you to the top of a single decker bus no, or something. No, no, no. You don't fancy that. No. But but you you come out of a helicopter. That's odd. Oh yeah, that's camp, isn't it? <laughs> on a little rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So t- talk us through um, um, what's happening on the cabaret stage then. What isn't happening on the cabaret stage? I mean, it's it's always a very packed. Oh, packed yeah. Day and I said, that, I, we were just having this conversation, me and Darren, and I was like, we were counting actually how many performers we've got this year. And it seems that I've got more, even though at the beginning of like last year, I was like, so next year I'm going to cut back. <laughs> uh, and it hasn't quite worked out. So where way. are you going to put all the changing rooms? Because they're all probably divas who want their own dressing room with a bottle of champagne and flowers and they're actually a really dog. And they're actually really, really lovely. Uh, we have one main um, green room that they can get changed in that is like decked out in mirrors and chairs and tables. And then we have a sectioned off enclosed area within the green room for anybody who doesn't want to change in front of everybody else can go into and do what they need to to get ready Mm. um but apart from that everybody's quite happy and most people come in like full face anyway so that they are just putting like the rest Mm. of the drag on um but it's all very lovely like most of the performers work they are working queens and kings and things that have bookings throughout the year so they very rarely see each other outside like just having a good old like kiki Mm. somewhere having a gossip and a catch-up so like they use those prides as a moment to like what have you been up to like it's been ages and it's all that like it is a very lovely atmosphere backstage and i've 
yeah, it's um, mm. creating that vibe because just as much as it's the people's prides, that all of the performers predominantly on the cabaret stage are LGBTQ+. Mm. So it's their pride as well. Like, it is the stage that has all of that on it throughout the day. So it's just as much as their pride as it is the performer's pride. So if I can make it a pride for everyone, mm. then, yeah, that's what I try. And how is it going keeping things family-friendly? Because I, I know in previous <laughs> prides, we, we, there, there's been someone we're like, oh, uh, I'm not sure you're supposed to say that. <laughs> Uh, we remind them, don't we? Anna? We do <laughs> heavily. We do remind them that it is a show, but I also am very. Uh, I keep reminding then the hosts throughout the day to just disclaimer the stage um, as they're going along. As in, we have told the performers, but this is a cabaret stage, so it, it may yeah. happen. So. If you have got a child and you don't want to take the risk of hearing a certain word, the family area is really cute and we've got drag queen story time. So, like, you know, I remember that one year when all the performers did really well and then didn't you come on and drop the F bomb, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, and it was in a disclaimer that I was like, I was disclaimering about there could be language. And then I said something that was a mistake and I instantly came out then with that word that begins with F and I was like, <laughs> and then I just looked behind and was like, that's the word I've kept telling everybody not to say and yeah. I've just said it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, this is pre-recorded so you can say it because we can bleep it out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Consummate professional. But now. I, I must say, I did, I did laugh last year because um, I was... We had to. I was just. I think I'd just gone on to the main stage, and there was. I was recording something. I think it was just before we were about to announce the Eurovision bid, so I was there, ready to to be recording. And then it was it was quiet because people were like, "Oh, what's what's about to happen?" And then all I heard from over on the cabaret stage, and I'm, I can't repeat it. it really, I really can't. And I was just like. Oh, I could hear that all the way from the main stage here. <laughs> that was, it made me laugh. Oopsie, but, yeah. oopsie. You know, it might, it might have been a comment on the current government. <laughs> <laughs> that w- is what usually happens, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I was like, good on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going to censor that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, at some promising. point, we have to get to the rundown of mm. the names because the listeners will be on the oh. edge of their seats. So names, 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 so names. So go. Headliners, you got Tia Coffee from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 UK, and we've got Raja O'Hara, who was on a US season, who then followed it up with All Star Season 6, and is the current winner of Canada versus the World Season 1, which hasn't long aired. And making a guest PA and a small hosting spot, you've got Amanda from The Traitors. Oh, wow. Very exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Gosh, that's gonna that be was camp. a brilliant yeah. series, that. Um, and then this year, we've got the most Bristol performers that we've ever had on the cabaret stage, as well as the who's who of the cabaret circuit. So I'm going to roll these off quite quickly. So you can play drag bingo at home and mark them off. And the fir- <laughs> whoever fills up the sheet first can shout house. Uh, so we've got D Rider, Xanthi, Chardonnay, Manly Mannington, Miss Dynasty, Miss Jamtart, Dominique Fleek, Trailer Trash, Prince Silver, Jessica Jungle, Lady Bushra, Son of a Tutu, Delirium, Stephanie Von Klitz, Don One, Jolene Dover, 
Miss Beaver, Azifa Lahore, Jersey the Devil, Donna Trump, Claire Deloon, Test Drive, Chio, Margot Marshall, and Snow White Trash. Yes, Lord. Wow, they're local? Take, take a breath. Ooh. Not all of them are local. Oh, okay. But mm. out of there, you've got probably the most Bristol performers or local performers that we've ever had on the stage because the Bristol drag scene has now exploded with an array of talent. And then we've got lots of other lovely highlights throughout wow. the afternoon and you've also got um oh and pom-pom. opening yes yeah. and then opening the show uh well opening the stage to get everybody in the mood we've got pom-pom's playhouse so it's the drag queen pom-pom with a dj set with go-go dancers of other bristol perform like drag performers and they're doing a nice little get you in the mood before the first yeah. act comes on stage and she was so camp last year the music oh. i was living <laughs> living i was like this is a tune pom like yeah she knocked it out of the park oh i love pom pom i did an event with her last week um and uh, we had a fire not not even like a drill a proper like we had to evacuate for the fire and when we came oh. back she dj'd and her first song back on was evacuate the dance floor and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah and i get to work with pom this year because we both do the drag brunches together on, on a Saturday every now and again so like it's really nice for me to be able to like work with them and they're really lovely mm. so it's a diverse lineup. it is packed that is brilliant Alan. packed 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 um, yeah like over 34 performances we started like we counted like yeah. around that and I would I would say we're like, we were, we were kind of like oh maybe it'll be less this year and I think that's the most you've ever had right so it's, yes. really, it's really exciting and it's just it's just testament like you know you were saying like you've got your your list of people but maybe I feel like the same as we have on the main stage people come to us now they want to perform they want to be part of it right? it's, yeah, it's lovely isn't it yeah there's yeah. chat and it's there's chat amongst like certain drag performers when you say like what are your favourite prides and they always turn around and say the three B's mm. um, and that's Birmingham Brighton and Bristol in terms of cabaret and like cabaret stage stuff and it's really nice to be included in that list and like Bevo celebrating her 10 years at Bristol Pride this Gosh. year. Wow. Um, of like coordinating the cabaret mm. stage and programming that. Was it Western Pride you started or was that, was it, that was an offshoot? Oh, that was an offshoot. Okay. That was an offshoot. That was because they saw me at Bristol. Ah, okay. And then booked me for Western. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it's been 10 years of like hard work. And then when you're doing drag as well, you kind of start to know what the Queen's won. And like I think one of the comments last year was the attention to the artist care and well-being. Mm. Um, and that's just as important as the, like, as the people attending. Mm. And it's, it's really lovely. It's always, and it's looked at. It's looked at at other prides. Other prides look at our lineup for the cabaret stage and then go, what can we do? Like, what from this can mm. we take into our pride next year? Mm. Which must be great. It must be a lovely feeling. It's a really lovely so. feeling, yeah. <laughs> Good investment then, Darren, getting Aladdin. Oh, yeah. No, it's been, it's been great. You know, it's like, I mean, like 10 years, it's just amazing. But like, you know, it's just been, I think we're just kind of like, oh, Alad, can you, do you want to get involved and do this and it was just like you know and it was a meeting in starbucks right that's in cabba right. <laughs> which isn't even there anymore yeah. it's not. Um, oh. and it was like can you <laughs> sorry excuse <laughs> the automation kicking in <laughs> um, yeah can you do something with cabaret mm. and i was like 
I think so. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and it's been great because, like, for me, they, because we do have so much going on with other, book, you know, every, everything else to, to book in and do, and for the whole festival, like, I can just, I know that I can just trust Alad and just be like, just run with it. And, um, yeah, so that's been, it's been really good. And for me, it's just been amazing to see how it's grown as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, it continues to evolve, like, every year. Like, I remember the first stage that we had on Castle Park, mm-hmm. and it was, like, t- it looked like an inflatable, like, bouncy castle, basically, which was obviously joked about by every act that came on stage. And then it's gone from that, where I'm pulling in favours from the <laughs> drag queens who used to perform at the retreat with me saying, like, if you perform at Pride, I'll give you three bookings <laughs> at the retreat, um, in, uh, like, for their cabaret lineup from the year. So from starting there and then now seeing the fact of being like the second biggest stage at Pride on the Downs and it's a huge stage with a screen and then the names that we are now pulling in for that cabaret stage as well. It's just amazing, yeah. amazing. But we've got to ask very quickly, traitors. Yes. How did that come about? <laughs> Funny story. So I saw it. Uh, I watched the show. I'm in love with I the think show. Everybody watched. I <laughs> abs- I like. I absolutely am obsessed. I watched that and then quickly um, binged and followed it up with the US version, yeah. and that was just as good. It was camp. Uh, <laughs> and then so like Amanda got knocked out, and obviously gay Twitter just exploded, mm. and they were like, "Amanda is queen and icon of the moment." So I was so I actually so I DM well I commented and added her in a tweet. It would be like at Amanda from the Traitors, like, who do I contact to book you for Bristol Pride? And she didn't really respond. And then I started tagging her on my Insta stories and then she would repost them. And then I was at DragCon at the London Excel back in the beginning of January. Um, And she was there doing a meet and greet slot at one of the booths. Um, And luckily for me, her agent was there at the same time. And I oh, knew well. who her agent was because I then followed the agent's company on Instagram because Stalker. Amanda tagged them. <laughs> um, and then, so like, and she was stood with Dr. Amos. So I pointed at the agent and was like, can I speak to you a minute? And she thought I was on about Dr. Amos because obviously Dr. Amos from The Traitors is more recognisable than the agent. And I was like, no, I don't want Dr. Amos. I've already had a selfie with him. I want you. <laughs> Um, and she came over and then we chatted and I don't think I've ever had an agent be so eager for a booking for as long as I've been doing the cabaret stage it was like once a week until I confirmed I was getting a text from the agent being like are we any further with Amanda? Are we any further with Amanda? And then so, she tried to sell me other traitors, and I was like, I've already told you I've got limited budget it's Amanda like pipe down <laughs> So what's she going to do? Uh, she's just going to come on Probably in her lovely Welsh accent, everybody says hello to Mama Dragon. She'll probably do something, and then she'll introduce one of our like one or two of our acts. We're going to play and traitors live at the festival, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> the of the audience are like going to be like. Uh, well, I'm just going to go on stage. Have one of those big wheels that turns you upside down <laughs> and you have to get the questions right. So. No, I'm just going to go on stage and go full Maddie and just point at random yeah. people yeah. in the stage and be like, traitor, traitor, <laughs> faithful, faithful, not sure, traitor. Um, so she's just going to come on, a bit of a PA, a bit yeah. of a host, a small hosting slot, and then she's just probably, knowing Amanda, she's going to spend the rest of the day with her family having a lovely time at Bristol Pride. Cool. I think. Her content, if you don't follow Amanda from the traitors on Instagram right now, do it because ahead of Bristol Pride, because, like, 
she loves an Insta story, does our Amanda, and it is hilarious. So, yeah, she's a, she's a good one to follow. And then, like, oh, on the I day, she'll be posting. Can't wait. And I'm, I'm hoping they're going to make another season. Of, uh, season two's already been confirmed. Has it? Oh, yeah. great. Right, because it's, 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 it's actually it's massive. It was part of production. So but, yeah, season, season two we, we, has We been just wrapped that up, actually. Um. <laughs> 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 so who would be a traitor? Would you be a traitor? If you could choose, which one would you be? Oh, traitor, 100%. Traitor. I, yeah, I would... Yeah, I'm a traitor. <laughs> cool. Well, listen, it's been lovely talking to the the, the pair of you. Um, I'm assuming you're both joining us at the awards in the in uh, in about what, in about five half minutes? an hour yeah. or so. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just going to get into like it, like drag race mini challenge. Like, yeah. you've got ten Super minutes to change. get into quick drag. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, but no, yes, we will be. So, um, and, uh, be and I know we'll, we'll talk to you many times between now and and Pride. Yeah, we've got you know all the main stage stuff to mm. announce. There's lots more to talk about, and I think it's just yeah we're so excited for the cabaret stage absolutely massive lineup and i think the, the main thing to say obviously is just where can you see so many acts you know for you can come for a donation or you can get your wristband and that gets you free travel and money off the bar so go and get those now and they're um, on sale now yeah they're on sale they're now, on sale so, now. Yeah. they've been on they sale for it. ages yeah, i was gonna say i think i remember us talking about that yeah before. and i think it's just yeah get 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 on board support support us and we can just keep on making the festival better every year is it going to be free buses again yeah free free buses and the free shuttle services as well that we run um at the end of the parade up to the site so yeah they're really well worth getting especially if you're going to travel on the bus have a few drinks you'll have made your money back while supporting pride to happen so it's a no-brainer yeah totally a no-brainer 31 performers just on one stage and we haven't even announced everything else and for i think the seventh year we'll be there as well which would be great. Mm. So yeah, after after we, calling you again, see if we can chat to you. You're always so busy on, on, <laughs> on the actual day. It's, I very like we very rarely see each other on the day. There's like <laughs> yeah. twice. Darren will pop over to cabaret stage and be like, "Is everything going all right?" And we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> Usually, I'm crying at this point because I like I'm in an emotional state of just surviving on monster and cigarettes. So it's like caffeine and nicotine diet for the most of the day. And then at the end of the day, when we go over to Maine to see whoever's yeah. performing there. And yeah, so that's the only two times yeah. we see each other. I think, I, think, I think it was a 2019 year, wasn't it? I came over and Ali was just on the floor crying, and I was like, "I'll come back later." Because <laughs> <laughs> it, well, that was the first year at the Downs, and it was Mary Mack had just performed and sung "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," and in front of that cabaret stage, you couldn't see past people. Yeah. It was just people for as as far at long and wide as. That's on my grinder bio. Uh, <laughs> as far long and wide as the eye could see. And it was just... Everybody was waving any type of flag that they had with Summer Over the Rainbow. And halfway through the song, I was I was stood at, by the DJ, the sound tech, and I was like, I, I have to go backstage because I, I, I'm a mess. And then I came off stage and I started crying and then it was just the floodgates opened. And then Michelle, who's my... Like, my stage um manager for the day came over to me and was like alid now i just want to say this as your best friend but like i'm really proud of you today and i was like you shady (laughs) queen because that just made me cry even more and then for a good 20 minutes i just couldn't stop crying however much i tried to the point where i had half of the drag like half of the cabaret stage lineup messaging me on social media the next day going alid are you still crying (laughs) (laughs) it's such a magical atmosphere like any you know whether it's your first pride or not it's 
it's so so special and that's what we need to capture every year As, you always remember your first pride as well oh, don't of you course, yeah. I, I still remember mine fondly from when, I, when I was 18 over in London I don't think there was anything running here at that point um, oh. and it was yeah it, I remember the, the biggest thing that stood out to me having not long come out was oh my god there's this many people who are LGBT I'm like I'm not alone <laughs> and for me it was like my first ever pride then the first pride that I did as a drag queen then my first pride that I did program in the lineup <laughs> and then it was like my first Brighton pride and then my first Manchester pride and those like holy triad of prides which feel like the five pillars of like LGBTQ like you've got to go right through the rites of passage uh, when you do those big prides and I remember my first one of each of them so I'm just you could really do like tours now can't you you literally be yeah. doing it almost every so, weekend throughout the year so between the end of June and the end of August I'm doing I think so, like seven prides in ten weeks. Yeah. And we see you afterwards, you know, like, oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> sleep. And only two of those prides I'm a boy at. Mm. The rest of them I'm... You're a man. Perf- like, <laughs> I'm a man. Oh, I'm a real boy. No, uh, the rest of the time I'm flitting between boy mode and wig on my head. So if we see you on Grinder or Blender, we know it. <laughs> <laughs> which you are yeah. <laughs> get a guy who does both uh, <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> but, uh. so no, I can't wait I really can't wait uh, roll, roll on summer um, I mean we've got the war ceremonies to do very shortly but um, we have um, any moment now so we'll be climbing in our TARDIS yeah. <laughs> and flitting off to the old market assembly yeah. you think uh, you got a quick change Steph's I know, right? It's, this takes a lot of work to this look. This good. Are you getting extensions? Are you going to go, like, have you got a glam spot? Oh, yeah, Are you going full no glam idea. for the awards stuff? I'll, I'll decide on Thursday morning. Like, full beat yeah. of a face, yeah. gown. Yeah. 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 Red carpet style. Yeah. Oscars. Like, yeah. who are you wearing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six inch red stilettos. Oh, that. Don't stop. Speaks of voice. Don't get me excited. I'm more excited about that than the category that I may be nominated in. <laughs> you have been nominated. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. yeah. I'm more well, excited about nominated. you in six inch red stilettos than I am you, you, finding out. You like the sound of that, do you? I would love to see you full glam, like full on, well, like. Six inch stilettos. I'd fall off. Gone, I, you know I'm nearly 70, right? Gone are the days where I could walk around in six-inch stilettos. It's fine. You've got this. It's I've got arthritic right, feet it's a, it's a good question people must wonder. It must take a while to learn how to walk in um, high heels and like... Because uh, uh, Miss, Miss Beaver does, doesn't she? <laughs> she? She does a lot more than walking. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> she runs sometimes. Um, you don't really need to ask the contents of his crime. Could you imagine? Anymore, you? I don't run. I barely run for a bus. Like, mm. I ain't running in heels. No. Um, it, it can take some time. But what I find... out on stage for the first time, surely, in, in What I find, though, to... is people fight the heels. Like, people go into it thinking that they have to walk differently in high heels and you don't you just walk the same but people like fight the heel so the heel will naturally pull you into the position that you're supposed to be in and like correct your posture that's why everybody's ankles and legs look incredible in heels regardless of what size you are is because the heel pulls you into that right posture which shows you off at your best but people fight that and they think that they should walk in a funny way, where actually, if you just walked normally, like you would do in a normal pair of shoes. 
Well, got dear it, listeners, you were right not there. expecting lessons in uh, and spray, six inch. Spray the sole of the hair, like spray the sole of the heel with hairspray, and then your feet won't slide in them. Oh. Wow. Okay, pro tips. So, well, Miss Beaver's hopefully going to do a, um, a, a stint in the awards. Yes, what, I'm what, still... What's she going to wear? Uh, I don't know. I'm still negotiating the terms of my contract and my rider. <laughs> Barry, uh, yeah, there's before... only about 15 minutes to go. <laughs> before, before we did... Uh, she's been known to pull out at the last minute. Oh, really? Um, That's another oh. thing you can leave for Grindr, mate. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, wow, was that a threat then? <laughs> <laughs> promise. Oh, yeah. um, no, so... Uh, yeah, I going for the big wig. Or? I've got a couple of options available for me to put on within the next couple of minutes. So we'll <laughs> see when I get there what I'm going to look like. Okay. I so. think part of your act is jumping off the balcony at the old market assembly onto the stage. Is it a yeah, zip, it's a full zip line? Oh, well, you get your it's zip full line. on Lady Gaga halftime show at the Super Bowl. She's just going to launch herself okay. from the roof right. into the pit. Okay, I'll stand to one side. <laughs> You're catching me, did you not know? <laughs> oh no, I didn't get that bit. <laughs> of all the ones in here to catch me, I trust you the most. Because these, these shady people will let me drop just so they could laugh. I don't think me catching you off the zip line on the stage is in the script. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> so that'd be quite an entrance, wouldn't it? Zip, zip line down onto the on, onto the stage. Onto my lap. Oh, <laughs> onto <your> lap. <laughs> I am renowned for a beautiful entrance, Andy. Again, something else you need to grinder. So we don't really need to ask what your grinder profile is now, really, do mm. we? Probably so, not. I'm sorry, Darren started this one off. To be fair, it wasn't wasn't me. <laughs> Can't blame me. You started it. <laughs> Right, um, website, uh, wristbands. Yeah, uh, so thing. just bristolpride.co.uk. Nice and easy. Okay. Yeah, and they're available now, so just hop over and grab one. And Because okay. we've got um, Fast Track, and we've got our day and night wristbands as well, and those are actually selling really fast. So if you want to go to some of the after parties, it's all included. So they're grab- very quick sellers, actually, yeah, it's, aren't they, every yeah. year? So limited number as well. Mm. Get um, your ticket, see drag, woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, only five minutes now, Andy, and we'll be in the OMA. Indeed, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for this show, but uh, like we've just been saying, we're not done yet. Nope, stay tuned as we're coming right up. We're heading live to the Old Market Assembly here in Bristol. Uh, we'll be revealing who you voted your best of the best in this year's Shout Out Listeners Awards. <laughs> it's already decided I can't tell you you have to wait for that golden envelope so from myself <laughs> and the rest of the team uh, from Darren and from the lovely Miss Beaver Alid say bye bye everyone bye 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 everyone shout out LGBT radio for you